the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry. Uh, we're addressing the issues and challenges of today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, you may or may not be aware that there is a war raging all around us. It's not a war of guns and missiles. However, in the end, it may prove to be just as deadly. It's not a war over land and territories, but it is a war to capture and influence the hearts and minds of our society. It's a cultural war. Tonight, we bring you part three in a series talking about 10 cultural and current issues that affect us as individuals, that affect our families, our churches, our communities, and our world at large. These cultural and current issues not only affect us, but can lead us in the wrong direction, away from God and our fellow man. The real issue is how do we respond to these cultural and current issues from a biblical and apologetic perspective? Well, for the answer to this and much, much more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry O. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be blessed and uplifted by our program tonight. And as Brother Gary said, we are talking about the current issues as well as things related to us culturally on so many different levels. And what we want to try to do is be faithful to 1 Peter 3 and 15 to give reasons and answers for our Christian faith in the Lord. And uh, there is a spiritual warfare going on uh, in our world today. And when I give you this title, not woke up, but awaken up, uh, it is a serious title built on Romans chapter 13, verse 11. Uh, We as Christians don't emphasize the word woke, but awaken, because In Romans chapter 13 and verse 11, the Apostle Paul says it's high time to awake. The night is well spent. The day is at hand. And we need to be uh, awakened, uh, not awoke, but awakened to the things that God is trying to say. And anything that's going to conflict God's word, we need to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And we need to stand firm on the truth of God's word. 
Now, uh, we are living in a world today that is uh, attacking everything that's related to our Judeo-Christian values. And we need to be on our guard about that. We need to put on the full arm of God and stand against it and pray uh, against it as well. Uh, you know, every aspect of life is being attacked right now. And uh, uh, people are at the point where, uh, with this race war, where we uh, are twisting up the pronouns uh, for uh, a young man and calling them uh, them or she and, and vice versa, uh, we are in troubled times. Drugs coming over to uh, America from China and from uh, Mexico and uh, fentanyl. And it's just a sad day that we are living in and killings happening everywhere. We're in a sad world by which we live. And uh, our uh, government has come to the point where it has almost become an alternative religion. And uh, it is not a political fight today as much as a theological fight. You know, when we talk about uh, a political fight, it is not between left-wing traditional Americans and right-wing traditional Americans. This is between people really believing in a radical different world uh, to change Americans 100% to be communistic, socialist, and uh, Marxist. And so it has become a secular, make a note of this, it has become a secular uh, cult that I call, and that's what we're dealing with, uh, a climate religious cult and a religious belief system that has uh, gotten so far away from the Christian Judeo values. Uh, be on your guard, be discerning, stand firm on the truth of God's word. Now, uh, question, what are those 10, we talked about 10 current cultural issues that has influenced us away from God and the word of God? And we talked about, let me go through this again. We talked about number one, postmodern relativism. And that's uh, postmodern relativism or postmodernism doesn't believe in a divine absolute, which is God. And relativism tends to follow from postmodernism to everything relative to accepting everything in our current culture today, just going along with it. Word of God is not there to discern it, uh, to judge it. Just do what you feel. Do what is right in your own eyes. That's the thing that caused God early in history to judge uh, the world. And man is doing the same thing today, doing what he feels is right in his own eyes. Number two, what does the word woke mean? It means you have become woke and aware of all the current and cultural changes in our society and world. And rather than being focused, faithful, and fruitful, and loyal, and obedient to God, the God of the Bible, who never changes, Malachi 3 and 6, says, I am the Lord, I change not. Hebrews 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But man is like a chameleon lizard, ability to change like a lizard, 
the ability to change. A lizard can change protective coloration. Put him on a green grass, he turns green. Brown surface, he turns brown. That is why you got to keep trusting in God and faith in God, because trusting in God can not only keep you from changing to these things of this world, but keep you from getting hurt and self-destroyed. Now, number three, this is the one we're going to be talking about uh, tonight. Number three, this is an important question. What is uh, critical race theory? What is critical race theory? Oh, I'm really bringing this thing home to the current issues of our day. There is so much talk about the subject matter in our current and cultural world today, critical race theory. And when they named it critical race theory, they picked a good name because it's just a theory. You know, you don't want to believe in theory. You want to believe in theology. It's a difference between theory and theology. Cultural race theory holds to the position that we live in a systematic racist society and world, and that the oppression of people of color, blacks, especially blacks, continue to be prevalent in the modern American society, especially at an implicit elite level, which leads to social and economic inequality. Consequently, this can only be dealt with by aggressive fundamental changes of society. Back in the days of slavery, let me say this, back in the days of slavery, Nazi Germany, and even in the 1960s, we could say without a doubt, systematic racism was a great part of our society. But today, today Americans is not a, America is not a systematic racist society, even though racism is very real with among a small group of ignorant, hateful people. There are many Blacks in the political world, economic world, entertainment world, and others than Black as well, in the media world, sports world, who have made it really well and made it well in a successful financial way. And even with education degrees, big homes, big jobs, many cars, and they have achieved the American dream, if they are still accusing America of being involved with systematic racism. My thing, if you don't like America and you don't appreciate what she has done for you, then go to another country and so you can really experience racism. If held a worldwide view or worldview in your life, critical race theory, then you must realize that critical race theory is in alignment with postmodernism. That's what it's done. It's in alignment with postmodernism. We as Christians should always address evil and any form of racism in the church and outside the church. I'm a big advocate of that. And we need to be mindful and careful to not slander people who claim to be brothers and sisters in Christ, who advocate for justice and social change, even if they use the phrase critical race theory. They may be completely ignorant to what is really behind this phrase or term, and it's up to us to give a biblical reason and answer of our faith in the light of love. First Peter 3 and 15. Let me say this in conclusion. Several points. I'm going to make about uh, five points in conclusion. All right. Number one, in conclusion, 
The Bible says that the Father judges impartiality. And it says in 1 Peter 1 and 17, and if uh, that the Father uh, who, without respect of persons, judges according to every man's work. So, and then it says, I'm going to say that uh, for uh, this is going to be my number two point, but I'm going to get back to my number one point with my five points. The first point is that Jesus said that they will know you by your love, that all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. John 13 and 38. That's what the first point. Now, the second point that I was hammering on is the Bible says that the Father judges impartiality. He has no respect of persons. And First uh, Peter 1 and 17. And then number three, 1 Peter 1 and 22, that we must love one another earnestly from a pure heart. That's number three. And then number four, Acts 17 and 26 teaches that all humans are made in God's imago Dei image with one blood, all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, uh, Acts 17 and 26. And then number five, and lastly, that, and God, the God of the Bible is the one who defines true justice and racism. Isaiah 30 and verse 18, Isaiah 30 and verse 18 says, the Lord is the God of justice. And then Amos 5 and 24, this is the famous verse that Martin Luther King Jr. quoted all the time. But let justice run down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Amos 5 and 24. And Jesus is a God of love and justice. And let him be the critical one over the critical race theory. Because if you follow him, you can never go wrong. And we pray for those right now who are listening to this message. If you got convicted by this message, we pray that you'll open up your heart and your mind and your spirit to Christ right now. We're going to pray for you right now. If you've been confused and lost in this issue, we're going to pray for you right now. Lord, we ask that you would open up the person's eyes and person's eyes that are listening to this message right now. We pray that you'll bring them to confession of their sins and repentance to turn away from their sins and the sin of ignorance. And we pray that they will surrender to you as Lord and Savior. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Um, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor and Lecturer, Counselor and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell. And once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. So don't be shy. Pick up that phone and give us a call. We want to hear from you tonight. If you have questions or comments, if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. 
Again, that number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. <clears throat> well, we just once again like to thank all of you who have been praying for contending for the faith. We've been on the air a very long time, and it's a result of your continuous and faithful prayers. We so thank you for that. But we know that it's making a difference every day, and every time we're on the air, that lives are being touched and changed for time and eternity because of your prayers and your faithfulness. So we just want to validate you and thank you. And also, we also want to thank you again for partnering with us financially to keep this program going. Uh, we just, you know, it is a listener-supported ministry, and uh, you guys have supported this ministry for a very, very long time. And we can't thank you enough for partnering with us in this vital area. Uh, Dr. Buckner and I do not receive any compensation for doing this broadcast. Uh, everything goes right back into paying for airtime. And so it's just really been an, an enormous blessing to see God moving and working through you and partnering with you to touch lives, to give reasons and answers for faith, to, to see captives set free, uh, to help folks and equip folks to be able to defend the faith. And it's just such a, a, an important ministry. And you guys are all a part of it. So we want to thank you for that. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553. Tiburon is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button and you'll be a <clears throat> blessing for time and eternity. It's that simple. So we just want to thank you, validate you and encourage you to continue to pray and continue to partner with us financially here at contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner about ready to, to uh, entertain the phone calls. Let's do that. Brother Gary sounds like a winner. All right. So we have Sophia, who has been waiting patiently on line one. Sophia, how are you doing? Well, I tell you, it's 7 o'clock, 7 to 8, so of course I'm especially blessed. Now, I want to make a quick um, comment, and then I'll get to my point, which I hope I'm correct about. But I just want to say, just so, you know, I, I know I don't want to get into anything too intense, but I do want to say, that critical theory goes back to horrible people like Stalin, communism. Now, what America did is they stuck in the word race so they could pit the blacks against the white and races just for the point of power. They don't care about people. They don't care about blacks. They don't care about whites. They care about power. So it's all a deception. And I believe the evil spirit is behind it. But that they're deceiving all of us. So we better not fall into that trap. So I just wanted to say that because it's old news to us in Russia, and we don't want to be like Russia, but we're getting there. Okay, so that's my only comment. Well, that's a that. good comment because it, it, it does go back when we talk about Lenin and we talk about uh, mm -hmm. all of the socialist, communist leaders of the past. It's just skies under that same name and uh, mm -hmm. that a different name, but it's under that same umbrella. So... What you're saying is right on target, so we appreciate that. Oh, good. Well, thank you. You know, also, I just want to say quickly, uh, your comment was so on point 
about this. They want to really know what the racism is like. Let them go. Colin Kaepernick, he wears a, a Che Guevara and Castro on his socks. Che Guevara was the head of the assassination team for Castro, and he targeted only blacks. So that's who, so that's who Colin is wearing on his socks, someone who literally was the, the assassinator, if you will, for Castro, and he chose to kill blacks because he despised them. So maybe they need a little bit of history lesson. But let me get on to my question. That's for Colin if he's listening. Now, the, the thing I want to ask about, I was reading Galatians and chapter 5, and so it says, you know, we know the story about Abraham. He had to send Hagar away um, with Ishmael because she was a bondwoman. So this is what I was reading about. And it says, so um, the bondwoman of, of the, so, so then brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. And we should not be entangled again, a yoke of bondage. So am I wrong to think that this whole thing that they're trying to put on us, isn't that a form of bondage? I mean, we have to really be alert because we are free now. We're not supposed to be under bondage anymore. That's what that, that's what, God was telling us, I think, with, with Hagar and Ishmael, he wasn't part of the, the promise. So we have to really, isn't, aren't we in bondage when they try to convince even some Christians, I know, good people who believe all of this, that the government is good, they're trying their hardest. No, they're not. Isn't that the form of bondage to believe this kind of thing? Well, that's a good uh, point and a good question, because anything that's really not of Christ, mm -hmm. uh, we open up the door for bondage because mm -hmm. it's satanic. And if it's not of Christ, you know, Paul says uh, anything that's not of Christ is dung. You know, we can <laughs> we know what that means. Mm -hmm. uh, the, in their day, they, they meant the waste. Uh, you know, in our day, we look at it as waste, but they talk about the same thing. So, but Paul would use the, he used the word abundance so many different times, uh -huh. but he's alluding to the fact that uh, if we uh, do anything apart from Christ, uh -huh. uh, we open up the door towards a satanic attack to put us in bondage. We open up the door towards the flesh, putting us in bondage. And we open up the door towards the world putting us in bondage. Uh -huh. That's why people got to be uh, really keenly aware of spiritual warfare, because uh, you got to be led by the spirit and not by the flesh. And the flesh can take you a lot of places to become a slave. Because another word synonymous with bondage is becoming a slave. Uh -huh. And anything that's not of Christ, Satan uses that to make us slaves. And then we are into bondage. So we have to be very careful that we make sure that uh, we uh, edify one another through Christ and everything that we do. Uh, Paul says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. And uh, he made it very clear, everything I do is for the glory of God. So uh, anything other than that, it does open up Pandora's box for a world of bondage and Satan is masterful at getting us there, and once he gets us there, it becomes a toehold, foothold, and stronghold, uh -huh. and it's hard to get out of that, but by the grace of God. So your points are well taken. Oh, okay, that's good. That, that's what I thought. So in other words, anything that isn't of Christ can be a bondage. It can be anything. Anything, anything. So that's why 
he got to be the central focus of everything that we do mm-hmm. because if if he's not you know it opens up the door towards satan to manipulate to possess to control and you know paul really fought against that thing abundant shan and even people who are caught up into the law mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of people that are into the law and the old testament stuff that's another form of bondage because we're under a new covenant now and the 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 right of hebrew says the old covenant is obsolete so the law can become a bondage to us the flesh satan the world um you know trying to get into anything other than grace versus race i mean the the danger of 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 uh race thing is that it takes us away from grace if we are not careful. So we should be guided by grace over race. And a lot of times Satan has put people into bondage by emphasizing race over grace. And that's a real danger. So we gotta uh-huh. be, be careful, re- 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 really careful. Well, one quick thing, if it's okay, this will take two seconds. In Galatians uh, 5, 4, is this what it means? It says, you have become estranged from Christ you who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. So it's the same thing. The law can be, we're not, we're not under the law anymore, right? Because that could be bondage. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, and Paul, you know, most of the cults, they hate the book of Galatians because uh, Paul makes it very clear that uh, anyone that's under the law uh-huh. is, under a, is under a curse, uh-huh. So you're a, a person that's following the law, the Old Testament law, when Christ came to fulfill it, you know, and it's, and we're under a new covenant now. And the old covenant, the right of Hebrew says obsolete. So the right of Hebrew says the, uh, the law, those who live under the law are living under a curse. And then Paul makes it very clear in, in, in Colossians chapter two, that he talks about that all of these things, you know, the Sabbath day, the new moons, and, you uh-huh. know, the festivals, all these things are a shadow, but Christ is the substance. There was a story told, I'm saying this, before I let you go. There was a story told one time about um, a gentleman getting off the plane, and he was so anxious to see his fiance, And so when he got off the plane, it was a sunny day and he ran towards her and she ran towards him uh and the his her shadow went before her and he got so excited he fell down and fell on the shadow and knocked out all of his front teeth (laughs) and she was looking at him and she looked at him and says why are you down there kissing the shadow and i'm the substance that's why the, the you know the writer of, of uh, Psalm says, "Kiss the son, lest he be angry." We we are to uh, be into uh, the substance. Mm-hmm. Everything everything in the Old Testament is just a shadow, mm-hmm. leading to the substance. And that's why Paul says in in Colossians chapter two that all these things are just a shadow, but Christ is the substance. You know, so we let go of the shadow. And we get involved with the substance, and uh, we follow Christ now, and we realize that if we follow the law, we're under a curse. And that's why most cults 
they hate the book of Galatians because Paul hits you right between the eye on that law uh-huh. stuff. Mm-hmm. The law and bondage stuff. He hits you right between the eye. Amen. Well, thank you so much for your call and your comments as well. God bless you both. Thank you. God bless you as well. All right. All right. We're going to go to uh, Dan on line two. How you doing, yes, Dan? Um, I have a couple questions. Your, your show is this making a dramatic impact. I've noticed over the last years, callers growing in Christ. Really commend you for that. Thank so you my so question much. is about more than six months ago, I was talking to a friend who used to come here. His mom's Irish and his dad is African. And he was talking to me about critical race theory. And I was trying to tell him that there was no room for discussion because I wanted to discuss it, but it's something you either have to subscribe to whole hog. If you question anything about it, they spit the questions back in your face. And he kept pointing out to me, no, I don't think that they would come after you because you don't make a lot of money. Even if you're white, you're, you're not rich. I think they would be going after the, the high money. If I have the opportunity, how can I pick up the conversation with him where I left off? What, what would I do? I mean, because um, I was reading The New Jim Crow by Robin D'Angelo, and I'm wondering if you think that she has made any valid contributions. To critical race theory, you're saying? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that uh, try to argue that, but really when you think about it uh, as a holistic from a holistic standpoint critical race theory has uh, uh, really uh, become a public policy that put people of color against white people and and it causes division rather than unity and and critical race theory is an academic concept that has been around a long time that really goes back to uh, as I was talking to Sophia it goes back to uh, uh, Lenin's, it goes back to, uh, you know, Hitler, it goes back to uh, communism, and, and it goes back to Marxism, socialism. And what it's trying to do is uh, put certain people up against another group of race of people. It divides people. Uh, it simply misinterprets the perspective of what God says about race and issues and unity. And so uh, when it comes to that issue, if God is not interjected, and I think the thing that we have to say to people, when they talk about critical race theory, you say to yourself, where is God in this? So you ask the question, uh, what is a good way to approach it? Well, most of the people that write books and talks about it, God is nowhere to be found in the discussion. And God is the one that defines the human race he defines the Imago Dei, the image of man. He defines uh, true love, true unity. And what critical race theory has done is has become a postmodern relativistic approach that goes against the grain of everything that God has established. So everybody that generally talk about, people that talk about it, 
you, you ask the question, where is God in this? Where, where, where is Jesus in all of this? And where oh. is the Bible? Where's, where is the, the Bible and Jesus' words and all this? And they, and, they, and they can't give you really an answer regarding that because what happens is man becomes on the throne. And that's why it's, I think they picked a good name, critical race theory. It's just like evolution. It's a theory. When you talk about critical race theory, it's a theory. It's not evidential, like you know, you know, evolution. It's not evidential. It's a theory, and you don't base truth upon a theory. You base it upon the Word of God. You base it upon what Jesus says, and Jesus said, and through Paul and Second Thessalonians chapter two, that you know the time will come because you know that God will send a strong delusion that they will believe a lie than the truth. And that's what we're dealing with today. People are falling for the lie of critical race theory. They're falling for the lie of evolution. They feel they're falling for the lie of cults and false religions. And it's a trap, booby trap of the enemy. Don't fall for it. Don't entertain it. Greatest thing I can tell you is bring up John 14 and 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by me. If it's not following the way, truth, and life, it's another trap of the enemy trying to get in to divide the race rather than unify the race. Well, we need to take a commercial break, so we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor Lecturer, Counselor and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, we just want to thank all of you who have been so faithful in your prayers for us and so faithful in sharing financially with this ministry. It is such a blessing. Every week we have the privilege and opportunity to minister over these airways, but it would not be possible without your prayers and your financial giving. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Once again, just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. All right, Dr. Buckner, let's get back to the phone calls. Uh, Let's do that. All right, so we were talking with Dan. Brother Dan, you still there? Yeah, I I do have another comment and question. I want to thank you for John 14.6. One of the glaring inconsistencies in the new Jim Crow, which is by... She was stating, if I, as a white person, would benefit from a bunch of black men being in prison, then I would be all for it. And that is not necessarily the case. And she continued her argument using the fact that uh, drug money is confiscated from families, and it used to have to go to trial, but now it's assumed that a family that benefits from 
money from drugs is is uh, financially more stable because of that money and it is confiscated. But I wouldn't necessarily just by benefit supposedly from a situation. I wouldn't necessarily be for it. You know, it, say someone was giving someone money. Would I want it? I would rather turn the stolen money down and take money that I earn legitimately. So I don't quite understand Robin D'Angelo's argument. Well, you are you are hitting on it uh, right on target because you are being consistent with the Bible. Because the Bible establishes where if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat, and you and you're hitting on earning. And see, again, uh, these people always trying to go around Jesus being the way, truth, and life, and they always come up with some other uh, demonic avenue. And thank God for you, because you're able to reason out what they're saying. You're able to put it to the test. That's what um, the, it says in the Bible, the Bereans were more noble than th them at Thessalonica because they tested everything that Paul said to the scriptures. And what you're doing is testing uh, these things that are coming before you. And God bless you for that because you're not only testing it and saying this doesn't sound right on a rational level, but when you when you cup it with the Bible, when you apply it to the Bible, you see that it's way out there and it becomes demonic. And so that's something uh, in, in, in important to uh, put there because a lot of things that uh, critical race theory does is that it will victimize the blacks and take them in a whole different way away from God. And then they will create a tremendous amount of guilt on whites. And the guilt is, is it has no biblical basis and the victimization has no biblical basis. And it's kind of like the black Hebrew Israelites when all of this critical race theory stuff was coming out and black lives matter and all of this other stuff was coming out. People were in these, uh, you know, black Hebrew Israelites were in some of the major cities uh, with their boots on and the whites, they had the whites shining their boots, kissing their boots and shining them with all of this, this white guilt. And then they feed on black victimization and crisis. Christ has made us free from all of that stuff. We were talking to Sophia about bondage. Satan is always trying to put people into bondage, and people need to not fall for the lie. Gary wanted to say something before we get to our next caller, because uh, you, you're raising some good points, Dan. We appreciate you and your 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 critical uh, thinking mind. <laughs> we're talking about critical race theory, your, your critical thinking mind. Gary mm -hmm. wanted to share something with you in, in, in closing, and we're going to conversate with you again sometime in the future. But Gary, share uh, what you shared with me during, uh, you know, the commercial break uh, that, that that feeds into what we're talking about. Okay, well, you know, a few days ago in my devotions and just doing some reading on relativism, and I just, uh, God gave me something regarding relativism. It goes like this. One day, idolatry was walking down the street. 
and he noticed a sign in front of a shop that read, New Lies Clothing Store, falsehoods fabricated to fit all your needs. Idolatry said, wow, that's just what I've been looking for. So he went in and a few minutes later came out with a brand new wardrobe. People on the street stopped and stared. They said, isn't that idolatry? Yeah, but what is he wearing? And like a practice runway model, idolatry did a little spin, showing off his new attire. He proudly declared, ain't it cool? It's the latest thing. They call it relativism. You see, the days of carving out a bunch of wood to make a god are over. You don't have to make a golden calf anymore. With relativism, all you have to do is do you. It's all about your truth. You can make a god out of anything you want. Or better yet, you can become your own god because it's all relative. Wow. That that says it all, Brother Gary, right there. Thank you for that. Dan, thank you so much, brother, for your call and your uh, comments and your points. God bless you, brother. Hopefully we've said some things to uh, add to what you're trying to approach. And we hope you call in again so we can dialogue some more. Thank you. And you know, Dr. Buckner, with uh, critical race theory, one of the things that we always have to remember, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Whether you're white, black, green, purple, I don't care what color you are, all have sinned. So it's a level playing field. There's no one who is responsible for all the woes of anybody else. There's no one better than anybody else. We're all under sin apart from Christ, you know, and this, and the other issue with, you know, we talk about relativism and um, this, the, the need to be able to, to do your own thing. You know, it's, it's where we begin to see the, the erosion of absolute truth. Like everybody's pushing truth away, but truth has to stand taller than our feelings and our emotions. You know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life, as we mentioned earlier. And so when we get away from absolute truth, anything goes. And so we find ourselves in delusion. Remember the old philosopher, uh, the French philosopher, I forget his name. He mentioned a quote that if they can get you, it's Voltaire. He says, if, you, if they can get you uh, to, to believe the absurd, they will get you to perform atrocities. Mm-hmm. And so... When people lose sight of truth and begin to make things up as they go or to rely on their feelings and emotions, we have all of this. It's a prelude to mass delusion. It is. That is so well said. And then what happens is they graduate from a delusional mind uh, at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 uh, to graduating to Romans chapter one, where God gives them up to a reprobate mind. Because you you say to yourself, you know, what all of this stuff that's been discussed now is people's minds are delusional and it's reprobate because God has gotten to the place where He's given them up to. A, they've graduated to a reprobate mind. So we we pray for them. That's all we can do, and be mm-hmm. equipped to give answers. That's what Contending for the Faith is all about here every Saturday from 7 to 8. Let some more people know about us. Uh, get the word out. Uh, support us. 
because we're doing a vital work. And every time you pray for us and support us each week uh, to uh, stay on the air, you're helping us to expose the lies of the enemy and to bring people to the truth. And Jesus said, the truth will make you free. Amen. Thank you, Dan. Um, did you, you had one more last comment before you want, that you want to go? He's gone. Oh, he's gone. Okay. Okay. Well, we to, have a little minute to get to Rick. Let's get to Brother Rick. Brother Rick, how are you doing? I'm blessed. Uh, thank God I was able to get a hold of you. A little yes. serious of warfare, but uh, based on the armor uh, being on and persisting, we are here today. Amen. Amen. And what's on your heart so we can use our time wisely? Okay. Let, let's. In First John, the, what is the Apostle John trying to communicate to the reader then and to us today? Well, that's a good question. What is the Apostle John in First John uh, trying to uh, communicate to us and uh, to the readers of his day and to us today? I would encourage everybody to really read uh, First John, Second John, Third John, because there's tremendous spiritual meat there for us. And speaking of truth, uh, we talked about Jesus being the way, truth, and life. And John was the one that said that, right? In John 14 and 6, and he wrote the gospel of John, and then 1 John 2nd and 3rd, and the book of Revelation. So um, what I would say, and everybody may want to write this down, there are four vital truths that John conveys and gives to his reader and to us. And let me just kind of lay it out. And then when you read 1 John, you'll see everything I'm saying here as a Reader's Digest condensation of it, as something that somebody could preach on and teach on. Well, number one, out of these four vital truths of John in his first epistle, is that he mentions over and over, number one, know Jesus Christ, you know, you, you just do a, a highlight the word no, and you'll find it over and over and over. He'll use the word, he'll emphasize the word, know this because. You can have, over and over you'll have, know this because. That's like a theme of John, know this because. He wants you to know this because, because number one, he wants you to know Jesus. And then the second thing, truth, he wants you to know is be obedient to Jesus. That's why he mentions over and over commandments, you know, a new commandments, and that is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two hang all the laws and the prophets. So he will mention the word, uh, you know, commandment. And so the second point is know the truth of being obedient to Christ um, and being committed uh, to his commandments. Number three John emphasized as a truth to be filled with his spirit. So you can look through uh, the epistles of John and you'll see the word spirit mentioned over and over and over because he wants his little children to be filled with the spirit. And then uh, number four uh, is to walk in love. So John is uh, constantly <clears throat> emphasizing walk in love. So in his first epistle, you know, he's like uh, kind of warning 
the, the, the church to abide, and that's another word that he really, you know, emphasized as a means of truth, abide in him, because it fits back to what Jesus was talking about in John uh, 15, you know, abide, the branches abiding in the, the vine, uh, abiding in the branches, the branches abiding in the, in the vine. So the word abide is used over and over and over again, and he kind of like is warning the elect lady and those who are part of the church uh, to uh, be faithful to all of these points. And then, and, and then even in second John, you know, you get the same thing and then uh, of, of false prophets. And then the third John is uh, Gaius. He's warning the elder Gaius about false teachers. So very important. So anyway, hopefully that helps. I hear the music, uh, brother Rick, God bless you, brother Gary. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you, your letters and cards, and encouragement to us. So please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time, and we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip and exhort and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.